I didn't want to sing this, so I asked our producer, John Graham, to do so. You sure about this, Levi? Do it. Dump, dump, bump, bump. Bump, bump, bump. Bump, bump, bump. Are you shadow boxing yet? I am. I can't help it. My song, man, makes me feel like I could run through a brick wall. The song Eye of the Tiger became popular primarily because of the meteoric rise of the movie series I'm sure you know well, Rocky. I researched the movie, Rocky Balboa, a small-time boxer from a working-class family in Philadelphia, is randomly chosen to take on the reigning world heavyweight champion, Apollo Creed. Rocky's heart, his determination, his motivation to succeed propels the movie watcher to become a raving fan. In fact, Rotten Tomatoes, a movie critic outfit, rates the movie with a 93% positive rating. That's the highest I have ever seen. There's something about that song, Eye of the Tiger, that when it's played in the background of the movie, the motivation to succeed is ramped up. Rocky's eye. I can see it now. He's got it. The eye of the tiger. That got me to randomly thinking, what really motivates people? More to the point, what motivates people to share Jesus with others? Is there an eye of the tiger song for followers of Christ? I'm Dr. Levi Skipper, Evangelism Catalyst for the Georgia Baptist Mission Board, and you're listening to No Sweat Evangelism, my podcast designed to help you make sharing your faith simple. I ran across an interesting blog on management that spoke about the power of motivation. The article stated, There are three stages to motivation. First, there's the felt need or inner drive. Second, there's a stimulus that causes that need to come alive. And finally, there's the satisfaction of meeting that inner need. For example, reading on SSRN.com, a website where people submit papers on various research and then they're ranked, I was reading a research paper entitled The Anatomy of an Entrepreneur. To be honest, most of it was pretty boring. However, the section that caught my eye was subtitled Motivations for Becoming Entrepreneurs. With this idea of motivation dancing around on the stage of my mind, I had to see what motivated people to start their own business. Think about it. What would motivate you to start your own business? I thought I knew the answer. My presupposition was that what drove people to start their own business is that they all wanted to be their own boss. They wanted to call the shots. Or maybe what drives people to start their own business is that they can't find a job anywhere else, right? It's all wrong. Now, you may have already known this, but I was fascinated. Right at 75%, 74.8 to be precise, of the 549 company founders indicated a desire to build wealth as an important motivation to becoming an entrepreneur. In other words, the inner drive was to make money, and lots of it. Here's what I found out about motivation. When your inner drive is awakened, you will find yourself doing whatever it takes to meet that need. Now, obviously, that can be seen as a positive or a negative. A negative inner drive can lead you to rob a bank, commit adultery, or even lie about a coworker. However, a positive inner drive can lead you to make wise decisions to accomplish extraordinary feats. A positive inner drive could lead you to go on a strict diet, spend more time with your family, or save for an anniversary vacation with your spouse. So here's the thought. If you find that you don't share your faith with others, could it simply be because you haven't discovered your inner motivation to do so?
And here's another question. What if you discovered your inner drive to share your faith and you became someone who would do whatever was necessary to meet that inner need? Ray Comfort has always amazed me. I heard a message preached by him while I was in college. The message literally changed how I share Jesus and preach the gospel today. The message was entitled, Hell's Best Kept Secret. I wondered what really motivated Ray Comfort to share Christ with others. According to his new book, Faith is for Weak People, one of his motivations is to see people rescued from the wrath of God which is to come. That's a strong motivation. I have a good friend named Darren Bryson. He works with a power company in Hall County, Georgia. He loves telling others about Jesus. And I've heard stories from him about how he shared Jesus with coworkers. And I wondered what motivated him. So I decided to ask him. Darren's a mid-sized man. He's not too tall, he's not too short. He has salt and pepper hair and has two children, both in college. He's very unassuming and probably the most laid back person I've ever met in my life. In fact, often whenever we talk about Darren, we always remark about how he loves to shrug his shoulders as if to say, oh well, it is what it is. It's just part of his laid back makeup. That's Darren. He just arrived at my house. We're sitting in my living room. The fan is blowing. I'm sure you can hear that in the background. But listen to what Darren has to say. Well, I've known you for quite a while now, and obviously we've done some mission trips together. So I've also always been encouraged by the stories that you tell of sharing the gospel in the workplace. But what is it that motivates you to do that? Because most people are scared to death to do something like that. They're like, talk about Jesus at work. Is it? Can I even do it? So tell me how... how I guess really what motivates you? How did you get that ball rolling? Well, I think what motivates me is, is definitely the leading of the Spirit because I'm just as afraid as anybody else of sharing the gospel. Initiating that conversation never gets easier. Once you get into the conversation, that part becomes becomes much easier. But uh, like I said, what motivates me is, is I think the leading of the Spirit is what's the motivation. So... Um, do I always like initially jump on it when the spirit leads? No, but I do look for that time and I try to get it in a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, environment where there's not any outside distraction. And so sometimes that, you know, timing is an important part. Um, I think of sharing the gospel in the workplace. I agree. I actually heard once that the difference between a home run and a foul ball is timing. That's right. So that's good, man, to say that's the right. timing deal. So tell me this. Uh, you're talking about sharing the gospel in the workplace. Whenever you do that, is there a particular way that you get into the conversation? Or do you wait for somebody to ask you a certain question? How does that kind of roll out for you? Most of the time, I, it starts out by just me listening to the other person. Um, I always try to coach my kids up on this when they're trying to share the gospel. It's not about you just getting whatever word out that you have to say to somebody, but it's really engaging that person and part of engaging conversation is listening so really listening and being interested in what they have to say and then kind of go from there and usually that doorway is opened up somewhere in that conversation and then that's where i'll uh, jump in with i got gotcha. you well not to completely put you on the spot but can you tell me real quick one of the last times or maybe a memorable time when you did share the gospel in the workplace yeah, just real, well, the last time in, a, in the workplace was probably about a month, two months ago yeah. uh, with an individual that I work with. And I could tell over a period of time that she was 
have some having some struggles and um, I knew that one of the things that she was struggling with was anxiety and which is something that I struggled with so I just went to her um, I, I was actually getting ready to walk out the door and I really felt God's spirit just saying you know just go let her know she's not alone and in, in where she's at in her struggle that you struggle with the same thing and so I turned around went back and just said hey I just kind of quietly just said hey I want you to know that um, I struggle with the same thing and as soon as I said that it was like a floodgate opened up with her and she just kind of started pouring out her heart to me and um, and like I said, somewhere along the line, that door was opened up for the gospel to be shared. And so, so I think just, like I said, you just engaging someone and being interested in what's going on in their life and not just, oh, I've got to get the gospel out. I've got to get the gospel mm -hmm. out. The gospel of getting it out is very important, obviously, but you've got to be able to listen to what's going on in other people's lives. No, Otherwise, they're not going to hear you. Mm. I love what you said, though. You got to listen to what's going on in their life instead of just running up trying to shoot them with the gospel gun, so to speak. Right? That's right. Yeah, Get that's into right. that conversation. Yeah, be like, like tell me. Run. I'll tell you another thing too. I didn't even think about it till you said it. But being vulnerable to identify with others' weaknesses. Yeah. You know, if they have some, and I think that's for anybody who's listening, that will be one thing to pay close attention to, especially in the workplace. If you know somebody who is having a difficult time. Uh, maybe it's a personal deal. Maybe they've got some issues going on in their family. Maybe they got a family member that dies. Whatever the case is, that's when we as followers of Christ can kind of move in to them, really begin to engage with them, and, and at least start yeah. a conversation. Yeah, so that's that whole uh, idea that Paul teaches in Corinthians about we go through the things that we go through, not just for the fun of it, but so that we can in turn you know, relate to others that are going through the same thing and that they can relate to us so i like it. i think when you when you see your struggles in in that way shape or form it's not always easy to see your own personal struggles that way but when you see them that way uh, god will certainly open that door and like next thing you know somebody will be right in front of you the same thing that you just walked through that's right that's it pretty. opens that door man i love darren you know luke the gospel writer and the author of the book of acts observed the life of Jesus and he wrote down what really motivated Jesus. Luke's Gospel chapter 19 verse 10, the Bible says this, For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. But why? Why did Jesus come to seek and save that which was lost? Well, John records the words of Jesus in John 8 28. Jesus said, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He and I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak the things as the Father taught me. The primary motivation for Jesus was simply obedience to God the Father. His Eye of the Tiger song was simply his aim to please his Father in heaven. Every believer has that song deep within their soul, a true longing, a true need, a true inner desire to please our Heavenly Father. And one of the primary ways to please him was to tell others about him. It's obviously God's heart for the world to know who He is. Creation declares His glory. Man's conscience declares guilt pointing to a lawgiver. Christ was declaring forgiveness in Him alone. And the church now declares the good news to others. This pleases God the Father. 
Andrew invited Peter. Philip invited Nathaniel. The Samaritan woman invited her whole town. Matthew invited his friends. What motivated them to do whatever was necessary? They had found the Messiah and inviting others to do the same pleased their heavenly Father. Want to hear John again? Dump, dump, bump, 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 Shadow boxing yet? If you would like to be more effective in your personal witness and remove those self-imposed obstacles we all encounter when sharing our faith, download our free report, 10 Ways Well-Meaning Christians Sabotage Gospel Conversations at 10evangelismmistakes.com. That's 1010evangelismmistakes.com. Also, do us a favor. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. It really helps. This has been a production of the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. Special thanks to our producer and, as you know now, our singer, John Graham. And stay tuned, my Jesus-following friends. Another episode is on the horizon.